Well, all right. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Hanging out with you guys from the East Valley Institute of the Technology People. We always appreciate you family hanging out with us from one of the premier trade schools in the country. We always tell you, parents, get on to EVIT, EVIT.com. You guys can catch all kinds of programs available from automotive to welding to nursing. It's all here at EVIT. We're grooving. We're grooving, Mechanical Vibe Tribe. We've heard from you guys, and quite simply, Susie and I, welcome Susie. Hello, Susie Frank. Susie Sockets is in the house. Yep. We've heard from our peoples. We have. Our Ranch Nation peoples. Now, if you are not one of those peoples, we'll make it easy. Get on RanchNation.tv <laughs> or Ranch Nation Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We got to get all that social media out because that's where you can find us. Let's do it. Except you cannot find us. We have not done the tickety-tock-tock-tock. Tock, tock. I'm not going to do the tickety-tock-tock-tock, Frank. I'm thinking somebody said, well, Frank, you got to be on a tickety-tock-tock. Tock. I don't know. I don't know. I, if, I see yeah. other, if I see other gearheads on TikTok, I'll, I'll, I think... Isn't TikTok Bogey, a dance? Bogey is on, is what I understand. Bogey is on. Uh, you can definitely see her. But isn't it TikTok. more for dancing? I don't know. What can we apostle? You guys know, listening, we take you on an automotive journey every week from NHRA drivers to NASCAR to, well, drift drivers. How am I supposed to parlay that on TikTok? Is that what that's for? Somebody, please tell me. Maybe people want to see us dance. Well, how about, well, we could dance. We could. We could dance. <laughs> you, baby. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you're listening now, I don't care if this is 10 Years from now, on well, 10 years from now, probably won't be around on the podcast. <laughs> but if you have an idea, you're a tickety taka cooker, what would a bunch of gearheads do, mechanics, technicians, on TikTok? What would you want us to do? We want to hear from you. Ranch Nation Facebook, get on there and just reach out to us. It's really easy. Susie, how's the week in the garage cooking? You know, it's good. I'm going to talk about me for a second. You talk, I love when you talk about you. Thanks. Well, you know, every day you've seen me. You are I... <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> I love Look at it. us. Look at a little romance on the radio. I'm happy 100% every day. Wouldn't you agree? I think so. A lot of you, look, uh, we all we all talk about this, and, and, and I'm sorry. Some of you said, well, you're not giving car tips. <laughs> well, I tell you, it's an automotive lifestyle show where we give you, give you life tips. That's right. But today and... I was 200% happy. Yeah, and before we get into why, because it's always interesting, your why, <laughs> I'm telling you now, people listening, grab something, man, a peanut butter jelly sandwich, a rose, a hug to your family member. 2020 has been goofy. We know this. It is goofy. But give us your story. Why 200% today? Well, you know, so this is my second week of acupuncture. After I got my two total hip replacements... I was dealing with sciatica, back pain, and knee pain. Wow. After just two appointments, Frank, I feel no pain. You got that acupuncture glow. I'm telling you, isn't that great? Susie's glowing in the studio. I am glowing. And the lights are... Susie, you You just have the light on me. That's why I'm glowing. I got to tell you, people, (laughs) uh, this week, I want to introduce the show topic before you guys think you've called into the love line or something. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We are proud uh, when we can bring you... Sort of more of the educational shows. Of course, we like to highlight the good works in the industry of some great people. Uh, show contributor Ken Vela of Wicked Customs out of Huntington Beach. You guys can find him all over the Internet. And, of course, we'll uh, shout out Ken Vela uh, on Facebook. You guys check him out. He's a cool cat. He's humble, just like a lot of builders are. And on this show, we figured we'd take a journey on the beginner's journey mm-hmm. to classic car restoration now we've had some legends on the show that are building two three half a million dollar vehicles but what about you you have one in your driveway and you're about ready to restore it but you're not sure about a direction we want to get way down to the basics and cover some of these basic tips on how to start from acquisition of the vehicle and then right into where do I put my money? It is limited. I'm on a budget, people. A lot of you listening, we get it. Unless you won the lotto. Some of you may have won a lotto, Susie. I don't know. Maybe. But a very special guest, Judy Ann Deaton, good friend out of California. She's got her very 
first, from what we understand, restoration project on a vehicle that is legendary, man. It's got a lot of history. The Packard. Ooh. The 51 Packard Patrician is the model. Now, you guys know that the Packard has got some history. If you go back into the early 1900s, especially in the 30s where they made these gorgeous. I mean, we weren't too concerned about safety and emissions in 1930s. <laughs> you could just go for it. But there were such amazing designs in those rides. And Packard was right in front and center. Of course, they're originally out of Detroit, Michigan. And uh, 51 through 56 was the era that we're going to be talking about. And so we're honored to have Ken Vela and Miss Judy. I'm so excited to talk about Judy. Oh, yeah. I love a good, like, you know, restoration find. How did you find this ride? So we're going to talk about that. So if you know anybody, uh, and especially you speak to those of you that are hanging on the podcast, share this podcast out because we really are going to talk about where do I start? I have rust on my vehicle. Where do I need to worry? How do I appropriate my limited budget on taking care of the rust where it counts. Sounds like a great show today. It's going to be a show. We try to deliver it to you people. Uh, and if you missed the show, we uploaded Sunday. And a big shout-out to uh, KFNX and all of our uh, 90.7 Neon listeners Saturday morning. want to do a quick recall. I think it's important. A lot of you driving the Volkswagen. Uh, Volkswagen said there are 218,000 of you Jettas. I like the Jetta. I like the Jetta. The Jetta's a nice ride. Well, the 2000, uh, what year is this thing? Well, 218,000 of these Jettas have been uh, recalled based upon fuel rail mounting bolts that could come loose. Ouch. Now, are you listening? You're like, oh, fuel loose? Yeah. yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. So if you're not sure, I don't have the exact years, and I do apologize about that, but if you have a Volkswagen Jetta, I tell you, Susie and I always say to you guys, you can make an easy phone call with your VIN to your local dealer and say, hey, can you just do a recall check, especially if you guys are buying a used car. You've done everything, but you may not have checked outstanding recalls uh, to make sure that's done. Susie, what's happening in the world of uh, news, man? Well, have you ever driven 143 miles per hour, Frank? Very rarely. Rare, rarely. Now, you guys know, back in the Autobahn, <laughs> I was in Deutschland with my crazy Uma as yep. a seven-year-old. That woman was driving... 170 kilometers or whatever on the Autobahn. That that was uh, some time ago, but no, not recently. I try to not drive that fast. <laughs> All righty. Well, check this out. So Atlanta rapper Silento. Now, for those of you who don't know who he is. Silento. Silento. He's Silento. the one who All did, right. now watch me whip, watch me nay-nay. Now watch me whip, whip, watch me nay-nay. You know that one. I nay-nay it's every weekend. Dance. I love to nay-nay. <laughs> I love to whippity whip it and nanny. I know the song. It's a catchy song. Well, guess what? He was pulled over around 3 a.m. after a officer witnessed him in a white BMW X3 swerving around all these cars. He was swerving, doing the nanny. He was swerving. That's right. When he got pulled over, he literally told the officer, how fast was he going? He insisted he had done nothing wrong. And, and he truly was going fast? He truly was going fast. In, in a BMW? In a BMW. I thought you'd say like Ferrari or no, Lamborghini. No, BMW. But right. you want to know, he was leaving the club promoting his new song, and he literally told the officer, I did it because I'm not a regular person. Now, if you're not that regular, now you listening, now a lot of you are not regular. Does that mean you speed? Seriously, that's what he said? Yeah. He must have been drunk. I don't know, but he was that's on a crazy. So he left He left the place to do a promotion at yeah. 2 o'clock in the morning? 3 o'clock in the morning. And he just decided, yep. I'm going I'm to whip a nay-nay behind the wheel. <laughs> and, he, and he's doing 145? How, how much is that? 143. What do you guys think, man? You think you're special? <laughs> he did. Well, look, the, prob the problem with that story is you better come up with a better story. <laughs> I can't believe he said that. Yeah, he did. Do you think fame... Gets to one's mind. I do. Do you think that your success allows for you to just proudly state, I'm, I'm different. That's right. I'm now, different. I can do what I like. Now, I will say this. Fame has not affected you or I, Frank. No, because we're still in the pit, man. We're still a humble group of wrenches hanging out in the automotive pits. That is a crazy story and a serious reminder the holidays are coming, family. 
don't do something stupid like that, man, because people are people are out there. In fact, I was driving to the show today, and there's a lot of 35, 15-mile-an-hour zones. It's construction, yeah. and some schools open, some not. And people are just not paying attention, man. So slow it down. Be safe, man. Yeah, the Try. worst part is he's only 22. So to be that arrogant at 22? Now, if you've got a platinum gold record, <laughs> go to the racetrack. Not a one-hit wonder. Go to the racetrack. <laughs> now, listen, you're finally at a point in life to start your very first classic vehicle restoration. And you start that journey. Well, whether that is a pinpricked hand-selected vehicle or that old hoopty in the driveway we're getting back to basics how do you restore a classic stay tuned wrench nation next funding for wrench nation car talk brought to you by parts authority auto parts founded in 1972 a leading national distributor of automotive replacement parts tools equipment and transmissions for location near you visit partsauthority.com Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG. Vision Collision, a full-service auto body repair, collision repair, and automotive paint facility in Tempe, Arizona, serving all of greater Phoenix. Free towing, free estimates, Vision Collision, family-owned and operated, 480-248-9049, Vision Collision. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation family. Uh, if you miss bits and pieces of the show, get on to wrenchnation.tv or catch the podcast upload Sunday. Uh, the Packard Motor Company, like many historic classic rides of uh, past history that are still around, some of these are rare finds, uh, was iconic. It was the era of design and art. Little technology, but not much. It was about all the chrome and what would be known as sort of this bathtub design that came in the 50s. But I'll have you know, in the 30s, General Motors uh, came out uh, with with a V16, really, that was uh, buku successful in those rides. And um, that was Cadillac, my point is. And so if you look at history, Susie, where the Packard sort of lost its steam, because that was more of a luxury car right. maker, if you will. There's a few reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is here's the Cadillac, and that Cadillac came in, took over, and Packard kind of lost its wind. Of course, it teamed up with uh, Studi Baker, Studi <laughs> Baker people, and some would say that the Studi Baker company really didn't give uh, the Packard the attention it needed, and mm-hmm. it went in a different direction, and it just kind of fell apart. You know, every manufacturer of a vehicle has a story, and every vehicle for sure has a story. And today's show, we're talking about the classic car restoration, sort of a beginner's journey, and sort of basic tips. You, right now, have one. You want to get started. You've got a couple little dollars put together, and maybe it doesn't run, and you've got a little rust. And so to help us out navigate uh, some of these basics uh, for these restoration uh, projects, we've got Ken Vela, Ken Vela Wicked Customs out of Huntington Beach, uh, actually a show contributor. Ken Vela, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Happy to be on. Yeah, man. I, you know, I got excited because Judy, Judy uh, acquired this vehicle, and mm-hmm. and she's out of Huntington Beach. And tell us the story with, with Judy. And of course, we're going to get her on uh, here down the show in a little bit. Get her mm-hmm. story. How did you sort of sync up? Because I think it's important for people to know how do you find someone to restore a ride. Let's start with that. Yeah, that's that's the biggest uh, the biggest uh, hurdle is trying to find somebody that you can trust, and uh, because when a lot of these projects you're getting you're going into uh, kind of blind, so to speak, and you really don't know uh, the ins and outs, and uh, you have to put in a lot of trust in in that uh, that person you choose, uh, and that that's very intimidating. How do you? So how do you? I mean, I know word of mouth is good. I mean, most people. Yeah. I mean, it's a basic question, but I want to talk to those out there that mm-hmm. are not in the automotive network. They haven't been to too many car shows. They're just getting started. 
What's your recommendation? I'm going to, I want to restore a vehicle right now. I'm not too sure about where to go. How would I start that procedure? I think the biggest tool that, that we all have right now is the Internet. Um, research, research, research. That's all I can tell you is you can never do enough research uh, searching out the, uh, the brand, the model, um, everything about it, parts availability, what is out there, sources like um, eBay, um, um, and depending on what uh, what vehicle that you're getting into also, too, um, if you don't know uh, too much about the vehicle, let's say it is a Packard, being that we're talking about Packards, uh, check into the Packard Club and look at some of the uh, some of the sites and some of the threads that uh, these groups are talking about, uh, different vehicles, and do some research in that. And maybe just even join in um, a car club, even if you don't have a car. Um, you can still join car clubs and kind of mingle and ask questions and um, that sort of thing. That's not basically. frowned upon, though, if you don't have the actual car and to be part of the club, isn't that? Good well, car, car culture really, car people no. really don't do that, but I don't know. Um, some some may feel intimidated, but Ken, I don't think, I think most car clubs don't really care. Just show up. Yeah, just, I mean, if you, if, I mean, we're all like-minded people. I mean, if we're into anything, any vehicles or anything with wheels on it or a motor, um, and you want to talk and learn, uh, they pretty much have open arms. I know in, in back in the day it wasn't so, so I wouldn't say as friendly, but things have changed so much, especially with the rat rods coming in and, and, and beginners and, and people who are very interested, and especially into the Packard industry, being that it's so old um, and it's kind of losing its ground as far as, um, you know, uh, today's type of uh, vehicles and ownership. So it's kind of rare to find the groups. Uh, to learn about these things, and they welcome uh, new new people into. Uh, if you're excited about a vehicle and it's a club, uh, they're more than happy to to share. You, you said help you. You said something, Ken. Sure. That really stuck with me, and I think we'll stick with a lot of folks just starting on their journey of restoration. Mm-hmm. One of the things they can do as a piece of homework is, all right, I've got this eclectic ride. Let's say it's not a. It's not a 57 Chevy Bel Air. It's not mm-hmm. commonplace for parts, but mm-hmm. researching availability of parts. Maybe that's a question in a car club you can, you know, gather right. and right. decide, you know, because that affects cost. I mean, downtime mm-hmm. is downtime with restoration, but I imagine right. it may exceed your budget if you got a rarity for parts on a particular vehicle that you want to purchase. Mm-hmm. That's going to send it through the roof if it's rare. Well, definitely. It's very hard to find. And if you do find it, you'll find a new old stock item, uh, NOS, um, that is the, the price is outrageous. Um, you'll be lucky to find something that's used um, but very scarce. And under those conditions, it's really tough. And then it kind of pushed you into the into the uh, the area of pulling, let's say, a water pump and having that specific water pump rebuilt because it's not something you can go to O'Reilly's or, or Napa, uh, which actually is a good source for older vehicles. But a lot of these parts are, are not accessible anymore. And now you have to find a rebuilder. Um, to in order to rebuild these, whether it's the starter, the generator, the carburetor, um, and like I said, even uh, you know water pumps and things like that, um, you have to utilize the uh, the parts that you do have. And sometimes these vehicles don't; uh, the parts are missing. So again, to me, is, is research is your best tool to find out what's out there, learn everything about it, um, and see if this is something that you can pull off. Yeah, now that makes perfect sense. And just a footnote, just so you people know. The media, it may have been some fake news back in the day going on because the media actually, and some would say this was towards the end of the demise of Packard, uh, did literally call that a pregnant elephant and a bathtub. No. Those were the nicknames given because, again, uh, Ken, of course, Cadillac came onto the scene strong and ultimately the Packard went goodnight, Charlie. Yeah, a lot of the with the Packard industry is they were built so well that uh, the the price point on building these things were so expensive and they did not want to cut costs in any way and still build a solid uh, thing. So they pretty much uh, ran themselves out of business as far as cost-wise, especially when they took over Studebaker. Um, that was actually a, a company that was kind of going under as well. So they tried to, to uh, be... Uh, uh, very um well Studebaker I think was probably looking for a win in their pocket they knew that they had this luxury line and and they come together yeah Yeah. and and build uh and survive you know help each other out and survive it right um but unfortunately we know the demise of that uh 
you know. All right, so I'm out. I'm out in a cornfield in Iowa. I found my mm-hmm. beauty. She's sitting there. She's got some weeds coming up through it. Um, <laughs> whatever vehicle that is, we'll leave that to the mm-hmm. imagination. What right. can I do? Um, and, and I know that this is a very broad question for our audience, but mm-hmm. let's say that the engine is running and I, I'm getting ready to drive it. Let's say it drove. It may have a little hesitation in the transmission. I'm like, okay, maybe it needs a transmission. Engine's not knocking. Mm-hmm. What can I do from there as my steps initially looking at this vehicle? And more importantly, where do I say, okay, stop the presses, that is not a buy? Yeah, that's well it all it all well there's there's so many factors. One as far as, as your your automotive knowledge, um and then your access to someone to be able to work on the vehicle. Um and again and it falls into the the, the, the realm of uh being having the parts uh affordable and, and, and plentiful. Um but if it's already running, I mean that's already a good sign. That is um, a good sign. <laughs> that may have been an easy question for you. That's okay, next up. Yeah, let's, like, let's, yeah. Well we'll do it like Susie. Susie's uh Susie's got hers. I told her just paint her, put some fuzzy dice. Don't worry about it. It runs yeah, okay. One, if one cylinder's missing, it's okay. Just get out there with a good paint. We came well, up. We have a 58 Chevy, and, and it doesn't have power steering, power brake. But Frank's like, paint it. Make it look pretty. That's it. Yeah. Because she's not, listen, man, she's not going to Barrett Jackson with this thing. She just wants yeah, to roll down to the supermarket with a nice hoopty. <laughs> and that's the other thing, too, is is, is what, what are your plans for this vehicle? And a lot of times what happens is the vehicle is going to tell you what it's going to be, um, and, and it's a lot of it is because of the value, the intrinsic value of, of the whole vehicle. Let's say, yeah. for instance, this Packard. Uh, let's uh, we would need over a hundred thousand dollars to put into this vehicle uh, to to make it correct, a hundred a hundred point correct car. Um, is the value there? We look at what is what are they going for? What can you pick up? Uh, let's say in the, in the best condition. Um, you can't get $100,000 for that car. You will never get your money back out of it. Unless it's a sentimental value, then that's something else. That's totally different. Sure, but yeah. In this aspect of it, let's get it running. Let's uh, get it into the survivor class area and and fix the, the important things, the safety things, uh, you know, the brakes, the suspension, and make it safe and roadworthy um, 100%. And that may be just it. And leave the patina, polish it up a little bit, and that's going to be the story. You you just rescued a beautiful vehicle, um, but it's not worth putting in a, a lot of money. So it's a lot of research. I can't I can't stress enough to do the research. Get out there and talk uh, to your fellow uh, car people and um, and figure out if it's if it's right for you. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to walk away from from projects. I mean, you fall in love with it, but but you have to really look at it realistically because it could bite you. Yeah. So you said something important. Uh... Uh, as I, I pose to you that I'm out there, mm-hmm. assuming that I don't know anything. Uh, I mean, I know some things. Mm-hmm. Most people that have a, a vehicle that they're going to restore, they have, they've done mm-hmm. their research. But when it comes to the mechanical inspection, no matter how good my eye is as mm-hmm. sort of uh, Joe or Jill buyer, mm-hmm. a pre-purchase would be in order, a pre-purchase inspection. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely recommend it, even if it costs you $500 to have somebody come out there and go through it um, very thorough because it could save you. A perfect example is I was restoring, getting ready to restore a 63 Mercedes 220, and it needed a, a full restoration completely. It hadn't ran in 20 years. We got it started. It was uh, pushing uh, antifreeze out of the two rear cylinders. Uh, this was a this was a four cylinder. As it was running, it was still spraying out uh, water. So what does that tell you? So now we're going to go into the the engine is damaged. What is it going to cost to fix that that engine? Well, it came out to everything over a hundred thousand dollars when the vehicle was only worth twelve to twenty thousand oh, in good perfect condition. So it makes no sense. And the, the hardest thing for me was to tell my client that. This is what's going on, but 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 we're going to save you. Let's not do this. We're, we're going to get you into. Wow. Uh, and I've seen some vehicles. That's save a day, days. Ken. That's save a day because if it, I mean, you talk about cost. I think that's the yeah. biggest factor for those of you listening yeah. that, you know, you, you do have to. Okay, so I've got a budget. You you kind of, mm-hmm. most most folks will research what, what they're getting involved in. And we all right. want to protect our money and make sure we're not upside down. But many sure. restorations naturally just kind of. Add up. Add up. I mean, I've seen you. We all have seen the advertisements. Uh, $70,000 in a build 
only asking 30 grand. Yeah. I mean, that's a, so in order to keep you guys from doing that, mm-hmm. yeah, get, bring, if it's, if, hey, you know what? If it's 500 bucks and you're close, you've done your homework and you just need to right. really ask a Ken Vela or, uh, you know, uh, someone in the arena for that. Uh, and I, and I will add here locally, we'll do that for you. Um, you yeah, know, and, perfect. Yeah. We, we do the classic car inspections, and so if you're listening, you could just give us a call at the garage. That's something worthy. We're fair. Uh, before we get into, uh, of course, Judy, if you guys are just catching the catching the show, Judy, um, gal out of Huntington Beach, sweetheart of a gal, had her eyes awesome. on this, I believe, and we're going to get her story. She's going to be joining us. But I want you guys to to stay tuned. We're going to talk more about rust, but before we hit the break, Ken, I got to tell you, you got to be nervous about some of the vehicles that folks have had higher expectations than mm-hmm. normal. Um, we all do. Like, we've saved our money. We've really got our eyes on this. I mean, we've been flipping through the Internet and magazines, and we're excited. We've told our kids and our spouses, I'm getting this 58. It's going to happen. But then you come along as someone that's doing this pre-purchase. That's going to be difficult to sell so, uh, uh, tell someone that this sale of a vehicle is not worthy. What makes that happen, and, and how do you handle that with, uh, with clients well, that biggest- you may have? Yeah, the biggest thing is is educating your clients, going through and spending the time and explaining uh, the process and the reasons why um, this is going on, and actually, you know, spending time with them as you're going through it. Do and, you, when uh, you say spend time, I want to interject. You're talking about a yeah. good inspection. Not only will point out, okay, this, that, and the, but you're giving price points as well because that, to me, would be justify. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes, and then, like I said, with the Internet, it's great because right then you can pull up, let's say you're looking at the vehicle and right away uh, it's missing a carburetor or whatever or something needs to be rebuilt. You can go in and do a quick search and see what the availability is, if there's anything out there, and kind of price points to get an idea. So that, again, research and, and that the Internet tool is just it's amazing and it will help you out tremendously. And then you can even look at the values of vehicles. What's, uh, you know, uh, a vehicle that's... Uh, at its 100-point best to its zero-point uh, worst yeah. and get a basic uh, guideline as far as the right price to pay as well. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we got Ken Vela. I want you guys to get on over to KenVelaMC.com. If you anywhere in the country, if you've got a project build, he is available. He'll consult with you over the phone. And mm-hmm. you just never know. Ken does an amazing job with builds. I want to dive into the subject of rust because a lot of people get that, uh-oh, I mean, most people will look deep into the rust, but I want to talk about how rust can be overcome where it needs to be, you know, without a full-on rotisserie restoration. Stay tuned. Branch Nation, next. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software Provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Anytime Auto Glass, a family-owned, full-service windshield replacement and repair company with a focus on hard work, integrity, and providing a no-hassle professional service for their windshield and vehicle tint clients anytime autoglassaz.com or call 480-430-4597 anytime autoglass welcome back wrench nation hanging out with you guys get on a wrench nation.tv We've got over 200 shows on there. There'll be a show for each one of you. We guarantee it. And thank you uh, if you're hanging out with us on the podcast. On today's show, we're covering sort of the beginner's journey about a classic ride, your dream hoopty. You've been eyeballing or it's sitting in the driveway and all the family members, you guys know how that is. When are you going to get to it? You know, that sort of thing. And now you've started that journey. And so to help us out, we've got Ken Vela, Ken Vela of Wicked Customs. Uh, Ken, welcome back. I am here. Right on. Welcome back. Uh, for our audience, Ken Vela of Wicked Customs, he's got dozens of uh, sort of restoration rides from, uh, boy, you name it. 
uh, the Wicked 356 Porsche, which can be seen at museums throughout Southern California, which is really awesome. And, you know, Kim, we talked about Judy Ann's Packard and that whole journey. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that off air we talked about was that, you know, this was going to need more work. And in fact, she had been quoted like six figures, really, to to do this. And you came in heart of gold with your talent and you were able to eyeball areas that you weren't necessarily going to cut corners on, but the whole gig was safe and reliable for her Mm -hmm. to actually drive that and, and have a respectable drive. One of those things could be rust. Did you encounter the rust situation on that ride? Well, being from Nebraska originally, uh, they put salt on the roads. And and that's another thing, too, as far as doing research on what states um, are doing that. And and depending on how how it was driven, the vehicle will tell you. Obviously, if it's a a rust area, then you're going to want to check out the frame, uh, pretty much uh, everything. Uh, Don't let it... scare you too much. I know, especially out here in California and Arizona, uh, it's pretty much like surface rust. Um, It is. A lot of folks, yeah, here in Arizona for sure, and we've seen our fair share of rides from the Midwest Mm -hmm. or Northeast. So where do I stay away from? Somebody's looking at a ride right now, and, Mm -hmm. you know, they they may be looking at a deal. Where does that deal go wrong? Where does rust turn into buku money? Where where does that be a problem at? Well, the first go would be the frame. If the frame is, um, I mean, anything can be repaired, but it, again, it depends on the value and your budget and and and, and that and you know and, and the actual vehicle that you pick. Um, but primarily, the frame uh, frame damage. Um, a lot of repair panels are made these days that you can fix holes in the fenders and or find used fenders. But again, research and, and internet uh, searching these things out, depending and doing doing your homework, diligent homework. Um, on that, but yeah, rust is is uh, is is a kind of a scary thing. A, a lot of uh, cars have been uh, restored, um, not in the professional way. Whether they're putting panels in by rivets, whether they're stuffing it with newspaper or fiberglass or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've seen some pretty crazy things. But uh, and a lot of these things you can't see, so you have to really look at these uh, these areas, uh, the problem areas. And then when you do the research, also too, uh, certain vehicles have uh, certain characteristics to watch out for and a lot of these groups uh, that you can get on and and see uh the research on it or the uh, the uh the conversations that they've had and and their trials and tribulations and and things yeah so if there aren't any replacement parts can you actually like weld fabricate it yeah i mean you can make i mean as as ken i mean you can't technically make a water pump on, you well know, that's true panels, but we know somebody who stuff. can 3d print well that's if, yeah i mean if you've got the then big money yeah yeah it would be it, no it, that would be the only part and then it's like okay now we have other parts to, to do too and obviously that's really going to add up so so hopefully all the parts are there and if you cannot find a replacement for these things they can be rebuilt even you know the generators the alternators uh, water pumps obviously carburetors can be done master cylinders uh, pretty much it, it, but that's that's the biggest thing if they're hard to find and and these these parts are on the on the car itself that's that's a good starting point then you have to find a good solid uh, rebuilder for these things and a lot of times they require cores or you can buy them outright um, and sometimes you can't you can't find these things at all so it's 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 tricky so no doubt a part of your assessment people you definitely want to get on the side of parts. I mean, part of that auto, you know, you're hanging out with a car club for the first time. A lot of my youngsters out there just getting started. I don't care if it's it, it, it's a future classic. Let's say you guys are looking at a Toyota Supra. And mm-hmm. th- 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 just because we're talking about a Packard, this all comes into that. That Supra, those are hard to find. You're looking mm-hmm. for a yeah. mid-80s. And now you've got one, and it's up in North Dakota. A, pre-purchase inspection. If you fly out, fly find a local individual. And again, you can call us at the garage or reach out to Ken Vela. We'll, we've got folks all over the country. It is worthy of dropping, you know, whatever, three to 500 bucks for, for an individual, a guy or gal, to come out that knows what they're doing because it will eat your lunch. And then sometimes there is no point of return if you uh, we right. had a, we had somebody text us about this whole parts thing. Can you make parts? Well, you can fabricate. Fabrication is huge. That's out there. That can be costly depending on you know what you're looking at and and how far you want to go with the right type of fabrication. I mean, I can fabricate a piece of sheet metal in my home garage and it it'll go on, but it, it's not it's not a Canvella 
uh, fabrication or a kindigit fabrication. And so yeah. it, it really yeah, isn't. And, and I think parts is important. A lot of us don't think about that. We get knee deep in the project and here's the builder calling us saying, oh, man. Sorry, it's it's uh it, it nowhere to be found, and we <laughs> right. we checked everywhere. Yeah. We even checked India. <laughs> you know that's a problem, and that's a bad day because some of you guys are so close to a build, and man, if only I researched all the parts and a good pre-purchase inspector, good mechanic, Ken, you're going to tell people, hey, this Packard, they were notorious for having whatever part. Uh, it could be the missing rear seat. Well, seat's probably a bad example, but whatever, a fuel pump or whatever have you, uh, that can be a problem. Well, yeah, and in particular to this this car, and, and actually these rules apply to anything, like you'd mentioned, the Supra. Um, I mean, I, I just acquired a, uh, a Subaru Brat, 1980 first generation. Oh, I love those. Brat. Yeah, yeah. you find those, you know, especially because they were in, in salty areas and, and that sort of thing. But but it applies to, it applies to all of them. You know, that that is the thing. And, it, and depending on what you want to do with the vehicle, a lot of times you can fabricate parts, and if you're not worried about how it looks, or you can even... Uh, get the dimensions of certain uh, parts and cross-reference other other parts and get something that's close and modify it. Um, that all can be done. But if you're looking for a 100-point restoration that has to look spot on and be period correct, then that's when you run into issues. So Yeah, again, I mean, it's not going to be concourse level. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't want anybody to think that I didn't know what I was talking about. If, as far as the welding fabrication, I was talking about, like, the floorboards. That's what I was talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, like Not the whole... parts. Yes. Yeah, no, I know. We're just oh, being silly. Oh, with oh, like, I got yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, then it goes into pattern making and then the pouring molds with, uh, you know, cast iron and, and uh, redeveloping the product and all that other stuff, which can be done, but we're talking a lot of money. Yeah, uh, I mean, let me ask that. you this. Are you seeing, I know that 3D auto printing, we had uh, Melanie Lang on the show, show number mm -hmm. 196. She's co-founder of Form Alloy out in uh, California, and they're doing, I mean, volume uh, 3D printing of auto parts. Are you seeing in the classic car restoration market, and I know this is bigger money, but are you seeing 3D printing? Like, if I can't find that water pump, are folks 3D printing their water pumps? Oh, okay. yeah, definitely. They are. I mean, so that's, that's nice. All right. Well, that's Yeah, that's, there. that's the uh, alternative way to go, most definitely. You don't have to have a space shuttle to 3D auto print. <laughs> you can just have your little... Yeah. yeah. Well... But here's the other thing too, though you you would have to you would need the obviously the old part in order to scan and and duplicate. Yep, for the prototype. Uh, starting, right, it can't yeah, be missing. Yeah, scratch, you know anything can be done. But um, but yeah, definitely 3D printing. I mean, it still it still has a ways a way to go or ways to go in uh, development. Uh, but it's I mean it's it's fantastic. All right, right Ken. Now. Listen, I I've got to get. Judy Ann on. I want you to hold. You guys, uh, Ken's going to hold for us. I'm going to bring uh, Judy Ann Deaton, her very first time restoring this project on this 51 Packard. Judy Ann, are you there? I am. Girl, I'm thanking you, Buku, yes. because we had some phone <laughs> concerns. We couldn't get two lines in at once, so thank you for that. Man, tell us on this 51 Packard, I mean, is this something you eyeballed for a long time, or how, how did you acquire something like this? Um, well, actually, it was uh, one of the volunteer groups I belong to. A woman approached me, knows I hang out with car guys and car clubs. And so she uh, she sent me an email about uh, about Patty. and um, Patty, I like that. Asked me if I wanted to, you know, if I would show it to people that I knew because it was her mother's in Nebraska and they were selling it. So um, I, as soon as I opened it and started looking through the pictures, I'm like, you know, I kind of want this car. You know? <laughs> Good for you. So you, I mean, you, you obviously the the eye was there, the twinkle was there. Uh, you probably named it before you even got it, kind of thing. What was the next step for you? Uh, well, the next step was uh, I was, uh, you know, in this time of COVID, I was waiting on thanks to clear checks and things like that. So that was probably the biggest thing. And right. then um, having a auto transport, which we used um, pilot transport. They're the best, actually. They brought her in her own truck. She wasn't in there with any other car, and they were ah, a little solo ride. Yes. little solo little ride. Patty cake. Patty cake with solo <laughs> across the country from Nebraska. I like that. That was, yeah. So, so that was it, and they had great, great drivers. They called, you know, when they were really like a day out, and they made appointments to come bring it, bring her here. They did that in Nebraska to pick her up, and they did that here. 
And then um, we got her. And the only thing is, is like you said, look at things before you buy it. Um, they were not car people. So they thought that, you know, she could just just a few simple things would get her started and uh, and that we could get all the corrosion off the chrome, which obviously we can't unless we re-chrome stuff. And we just want to to enjoy her. So the, that quote of six figures was really about um, – about restoring her all the way completely, and we just like that she's a survivor, and she has, you know, like us, she has uh, wrinkles and scars, and you know. That's well, I think what that's what is. makes it special, and especially for 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 folks that are tuning in, you guys know. I mean, we see stuff on TV, and it's like, first off, our dream is crushed because it's like buku expensive. Mm-hmm. And what I got excited about this, uh, Judyanne, is that you actually you eyed the vehicle. You said, you know what, I'm going to have this vehicle. And yeah, you got a six-figure estimate for full-on bumper-to-bumper restoration. You took it over to Ken, and that's where the magic started happening because you you said, you know what, let's make it reliable. So tell us about that. Are you changing the interior? Give us give us an idea what you want to put your touch on with this. Well, um, you know, she was there was quite a lot of mold in her, and uh, we had a, kind of a trouble getting an ozone generator, but. Uh, um, my boyfriend is a detailer, so he he details cars here, and we called a few places that were willing to ship to California and asked them, you know, told them we have a detail shop and we're restoring this car, so we were able to get an ozone generator, and that really helped with cleaning her out. But but what we're trying to do on the inside really is just uh, we've taken the back seat out. We found out where some of the smells were. She was clearly... Um, Enjoyed by the animals that were in Nebraska. <laughs> well, that's the case. It was sitting up in a cornfield somewhere. I mean, that's to be expected. But now, but I, I think it was worse than it was by, you just need a little elbow grease, a little ozonator, and you were in there, and that was that. Right. Yeah. So she's, uh, you know, she, uh, we're keeping the seats and everything. We're just, what we're doing, we did rip out the carpet. So we're just getting some new carpet in there. And just really giving a good scrub on everything that's inside. And um, hopefully she will clean up nicely. But the seats are in great condition. They just really need to be cleaned. We did do a carpet and upholstery cleaning, but it didn't It didn't do the job that the ozone generator did. Yeah. The, oh, I see, love that ozone. Yeah. we uh, Don't we have something? We yeah, have we something have like it. that. Uh-huh. We, we had to get a COVID sprayer for every day. What, twice a day we're spraying stuff down That's with a right. COVID ozonator electrostatic. That's right. Uh, but it didn't sound... Let me ask you this, because some folks may relate to this. How did you feel after that six-figure quote? I mean, did you just say, I'm going to give up on this thing? I mean, what was your feeling after that? Uh, no, not at all. I knew he was high-end, and he wanted to basically take every part out and recode it. So it wasn't going to be any of the... I mean, it would have, might have been some of the original parts, but they were going to be completely redone. And we just really want her to run. We don't care if she has rust and we don't, you know, the patina's nice and she still has her midnight blue color. And, you know, we just really wanted her to run. So I wasn't really disappointed. I I knew Packards were really hard to get, you know, anything for. So, um, and I know that Ken has done other projects. He's brought other projects that I've seen, like the Pony Boy Mustang. So, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we've seen that. In fact, I was out recently. We were doing some work with Chevron. Techron doing some film work and Ken came out to meet with us and he had that Mustang. It's beautiful. And he drove it. He drove it, what, from uh, uh, Huntington Beach all the way up to where we were up in Claremont. And that wasn't a trailer queen. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's made it, it it's, it's to be driven. And you're saying the same for Miss Patty Cake. You're going to drive that baby. Right. We just wanted her to run, really. And so, I mean, I really wasn't disappointed by that estimate. I was kind of like, no, that's not really what we want to do with her. You know, because I mean, um, you're saying you got to respect that for the talent and the value that you're getting. It could be common. You may have a, a six figure quote for a build, but you made the choice to say, nope, we're kicking it down notches and this is what I want. Definitely. Definitely. That is awesome. So I got to ask you, Susie, what do you think? Could we guess? Can we take a guess? Here's the fall. Everybody's got their jackets on and Judy's out in Huntington Beach, Newport Beach, wherever she's at. Judy. When this thing is up and running, where are you cruising? Where's your first cruise at? 
Well, you know, probably PCH. PCH. I was going to say that. Yeah, baby. Pacific Coast Highway. I think many, many who have finally made it with their restoration, whether it's a patina or yep, they've got a yep. $30,000 paycheck. job. Uh, that is awesome. And I, Judy, we met briefly at one of the uh, the Murphy Auto Museum, and it was, it was a pleasure to talk with you. And when I heard your story, we had quite a few people chime in uh, via email and all over our social about their rides. I, I wanted to tell you a story because... Let's face it, Susie and I got to say this, and I'm careful how I say this. You are a lady looking for your first restoration. And I might ask, were you intimidated by that whole process because you had never done this before? Uh, you know, I wasn't intimidated. I was, I guess I was frustrated because, like I said, they weren't car people. Right. So when we, when she arrived and we get her in her spot and I open the door and all I smell is mold. <laughs> Right. Uh, but she actually made us both sick. Uh, my boyfriend and I got sick from her because she had, we're both oh. allergic to mold. And oh, no. Wow. So we got a sinus infection from doing it. So, I mean, I think, I think condition was the overwhelming point of it at first because, you know, pictures cannot tell you the full picture. <laughs> no, that's a very good point. And we, we hardly ever talk yeah. about mold until it's the after effect. Yep. And we, we get something that's a very good point and tip. But overall, would you say that the mold issue wasn't a high dollar thing? It was just a matter of really kicking its butt by using the ozone, an yeah. ozonator. Yeah, yeah, the ozone generator. And we're still having to spray down the seats. And, um, you know, we, we're taking them out one at a time. So. I'd have a hundred car fresheners hanging everywhere. That's <laughs> right. I'd have the doilies. Uh, Judy Ann, you're a rock star. And I got to tell you, both Susie and I, we're going to be headed out to California soon. And we would love to connect with you. We're going to continue the wonderful story of that beautifully restored Packard Miss Patty Cake. Miss Patty Cake. Well, if it's running, we'll come to you. Ooh. Yeah, because guess what? Arizona's a dry heat, baby. <laughs> no, no, no. I met, met wherever you are here. Oh, yeah. Oh, of there course. you go. Well, yeah, gosh, we would love an Arizonian visit as yeah, well. Right. Anytime. Our house is your house. Judy, you rock. Thank you for hanging with us on the show and good luck with that restoration. All right, thanks. So great to meet you and so great to talk to Susie and finally get a chance to really connect with her um, over the phone. Thank you, Judy. <laughs> right on. That's awesome. I love that story. Let's bring Ken Vela. Ken Vela is the restorer, the expert builder, KenVelaMC.com. Ken Vela, welcome back. Uh, how are you? Look at that. By the way, uh, Ken Vela is also available as an MC. MC. Ken Vela. Uh, you need a voice? I've got one. There yeah, you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Ken, you've 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 done you've done quite a bit uh, with the Wicked Custom. Of course, Jonathan Banks was hanging out with the Wicked Porsche. Uh, mm -hmm. Lots of work with Isky with Isky Cams. Uh, yeah. Jay Leno, you you guys do a lot of stuff together out there in California. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, listening to Judy Ann's story. Man, you put a smile on this gal's face because she seemed like she was full in control and it didn't bother her and she knew. But many may get disappointed about hearing a large estimate. Yeah. And, and you really connected. It, it, it won't be perfect, but it'll be for Judy the way she wants it. And you yeah. stepped in, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an, an important thing, and, and you just see the excitement. You can hear the excitement and the passion. Oh yeah, uh, for her, and, I, and you know, and that just really inspired me. And it's like, you know what? There's ways that we can we can do this. We can go through it uh, to make it safe, make it sound, and go through these things and, and step by step uh, without the hundred thousand dollar build and and make it uh, make it very dependable. And you know, a lot of these cars we see them completely restored, but how do they look when they're not? When they're survivors, when it's the natural patina, it has a character of it, you know. And that's what I really enjoy about looking at these old cars, trying to figure out the history. You're almost like an archaeologist searching for clues and pieces to the vehicle's history. Um, it's it just, uh, it's just a really, really neat thing uh, to to go through an experience, and and you're taking the, uh, the your client along with you on on that journey, and um, you know you're you're there, 
and you're helping and guiding through, and I appreciate that. Yeah, if you guys are interested, uh, on the website, RanchNation.tv, I forget which show number, but of course, uh, Ken Vela did work with uh, Leave It to Beaver's fame, Tony Dow, Tony Dow in his life, yeah. 50 years later, his beautiful Corvair was sort of a high school car while he was filming the show back in the day, and that came back into mm -hmm. uh, his life. And Ken, you worked on that project. So if you guys are interested, just type in the search on our website, uh, Tony Dow's Corvair, and you could listen to that show. I thought it was phenomenal. I mean, it's like, you know, high school you. sweetheart 50 years <laughs> later. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, That'll yeah. work. <laughs> you know? yeah, I believe she was painted, I think, five, five or six times she was painted different colors. Oh, that's yeah. right. It had so many layers. Yeah, so much history behind it. So, that, you know, the, the hard part was, you know, this was, we didn't want to do a full rebuild. I wanted, and we wanted to actually respect uh, the original builders of that vehicle and make it period correct to the 80s as, as it was set up. And uh, so trying to blending the new paint with the old paint and so on and so forth and to make it look, you know, um, even throughout uh, was was. You know, it's not easy, and that's that's the part actually I enjoy. I mean, it's easy to take things apart and sandblast them and paint them and bolt them back together, but when you have to color match, when you have to all these other uh, guidelines or restrictions that you have to go by, um, you really have to pull out your bag of tricks. Yeah, and you've got the experience, and, and you know what? More importantly, you're meeting up project needs. You know, it, it, it's one thing to have somebody trying to push you for more than what you have, then you got to take mm -hmm. an extra loan. And you really, really went out there and helped out Judy uh, with her ride. And we, Susie, we, we look forward to coming out there. We're going to yep. make a trek and see. And Ken is wicked awesome. Yeah, from, yeah baby. From mild <laughs> to wild, Wicked Customs can help you with your next project. KenVellaMC.com. Give him a contact. You, you guys listening, whether it's on the podcast months later, uh, give Ken a call, man, and, you know, uh, if you're not even sure where to begin, or, hey, a lot of you have had a restoration done, and it went south. Mm. From mild to wild, yeah. Wicked yeah. Customs can help you. Yep. Yeah. Ken, thank you so much. You, you've been a you. trooper Thanks, with Ken. the Ranch Nation family, and we hope to see you soon. Thank you so much, Ken. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, this is the deal, you know, and uh, I like the idea of car club. That's yeah, a good starting that is a point. Great a lot of start. people may not know that. Some of you do. That's a way to, you know, share ideas and don't do this because I did it and didn't work. And, and then the auto parts thing is huge. Like, we don't think about, man, let me estimate source roughly with mm -hmm. the pre-purchase inspector. My inspector's going to tell me. My mechanic's going to tell me, hey, stay away. Yep. This is a problem. And, and I like that idea. Uh, Susie, I hope the people got some information from this. This was show. a great show. I think so. A beginner's journey. That's right. Basic tips to your classic car restoration. Get on to wrenchnation.tv. And if you got any questions about your car, if you're in the neighborhood, Desert Car Care Chandler, Chandler, and Thompson, we always welcome you with a nice warm cup of coffee, a tour of the garage to talk about, well, whether it's your Kia Rio. Honda Civic or 56 Packard. <laughs> we can talk to you about yes, that. Yeah. Well, right on. Any last parting words, Susie? Yeah. So before we go, let's, uh, we're going to be out there Saturday, this yeah. Saturday, Halloween morning, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. What are we, trick or treating? The, no, we're not trick or treating. What are we doing? We're going to the Scottsdale Plaza Resort. All right. We are going to go attend the Sport and Collector Car Center Jaguar XK event. Which car is, show. That's a rarity. It's a rarity. I think it's the only one in the country. It is. How many of you are Jaguar fans? If you are, that'd be great. There'd it be is. a ton of cars out there. And where's this at? It's going to be at the Scottsdale Plaza in Scottsdale, Arizona. And it's Halloween. I might be in costume. Ooh. Ooh doggy. Susie Sockets in the costume. <laughs> yeah, baby. I love that. We love you, man. Thank you guys for tuning in every week. All of our Saturday Familia Wrench Nation. Certainly get on to WrenchNation.tv. We'll upload the show Sunday. Or get in our little, little Wrench Nation Facebook. It's not all about hot rods and fix and stuff. Sometimes you got to try and manage to fix life. That's what it's about. Thank you so much. You guys rock. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. <laughs>